I'm back, About Town Dead with Bill Brown, two shows in a row, my friend. Oh, happy to be here. It was so much fun last week, and I'm yeah. really excited because your wisdom, I just love your wisdom, Whoa. author, storyteller, Bill Brown, where it's, you know, the year's ending, it's mm-hmm. the very last week of the year, so we're going to little talk, we're going to reminisce about what it was like when we were kids, uh-huh. and some something about New Year's and where we're going forward and all that yeah. kind of stuff, so stay tuned, because we might be sharing a little bit of tidbits about ourselves. Happy New Year. You know, out in Nevada near the silver mines, there's a kind hearted woman. She's looking so fine, always taking care of her community, bringing folks together as a cup of tea. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. And welcome back to City nice Talk. About town, Deb. I got Bill Brown in the house. Mm. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. It's fun. It's fun. And I love ending my year with you. Well, same here. I mean, we've known each other. How many years? I don't know, a long time. All I know is I've learned a lot from you, and you're a mentor to so many people in our community. Oh, that's very nice. And I just, I don't know, I just remember when I was first starting this, you were so positive and gave me so much confidence. And and now I get to sit with you, and it's like, whoa, I feel (laughs) like it's, it's a big deal. So I'm very honored to end the year off with you by my side. And um, Can you see me blushing? Christian, can I think, you I, think he's, I think he's blushing a little bit, yeah, okay. but I also want to take the time to thank the sponsors this mm-hmm. whole year and years past. Crystal Basin, um, Sellers, I'm real excited because we have a new distributor that we're going to be sharing next week. And without, you know, Design on Edge, who does all my branding, and Courtney was the one who said, hey, Deb, you need a wine label. You do a lot in the wine country. Mm-hmm. And I went to Mike Owen and said, hey, Courtney has a wine label. She does design. And he goes, well, I got a wine. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I got a label. Can we put it together and give back to children's mm-hmm. cancer? So I really love how connecting, it's like you connect people too, and with your stories and being an author, we all love to, to hear the stories. And mm-hmm. I love that my story continues on with our community and how lucky I am to have people like um, Design on Edge and Christian here and we're in Sparks, Nevada here um, at the um, Musicians Rehearsal Center and we've had many studios over the years but this is our home right now. So I'm happy to be here and I know that in 2023 they have some big plans for our set so look forward to Mm. that kind of stuff coming. Um, And also Kim Surratt Law Practice every Mm -hmm. week I always give her a huge shout out because seriously, when you have somebody who has been supporting you for 10, 12 years, and they saw something in the very beginning, Mm-hmm. And Trace with Caliber did the same thing. Um, they do my hair color right. and makeup. And and I have to say, every time I have an event and I want to do support a nonprofit, Trace is right there and he holds raffles for me. So he's a big part of of myself as about to end my team to give back to the community. You know, Dorinda's chocolate has been by my side throughout it. And then I have Amber, who's a co-host, Yvonne Murphy, who's been here as a co-host and everybody adds a little bit of their own sparkle. And I feel like if we all add our sparkle on set or wherever we are in our homes that we can like light up a room. And I feel like this year we've lit, we've lit up a few rooms and a few non, not that way. Lit we also up. got that, lit this year. We, also got, oh, we had let it glow in Reno. He's trying to go that way. Let it glow in Reno. We ended the year with that. So um, this week, actually, um, we're going to find out which of the businesses mm-hmm. 
was the winner of the who got all the awards. So that is going to, I think, be um, tomorrow night. This is Wednesday. It'll be Thursday night. So if you're in the Reno area, um, you'll be able to go to, I think it's the depot um, is going to have a party. But right now, I want to go to you right now. Number one, I've already thanked you. Mm. Um, but I want to talk a little bit before we get into the holiday stuff. Um, being an author, yes. you know, you're a storyteller and author. Yes. And is there, if you can think of one or a few questions that you would want to ask another successful author about the writing and the process, what, what would that be? Who would it be out there? You want to say, Hey, I want to know this. That's a really interesting question because, um, as you know, I'm self-published on yeah, Amazon. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, I just, I, I dove into it. I just started <laughs> writing and I got into a habit and, I allow my characters to carry the story. Um, I suppose if I would talk with someone like um, Stephen King or Dean Ooh. Koontz, we do the same type of material. I would ask them, you know, how much do you write every day? Do you take days off? <laughs> because I don't. They I mean, probably don't either. I yeah, bet. the stories are part are of too you. Strong. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's pretty much. Excuse me. Pretty much uh, the basic mechanics of how they do things because they're so successful. Uh, character development? No, um, my characters, we've talked about this before, but Charles Dickens said, uh, once you have a story idea, once you have the names, then the characters tell you what to do. And Quentin Tarantino said the same thing about his writing. He said, I create the characters and then I get out of the way. And let so, the characters <clears throat> take the story on the exactly. road. Exactly. So that, that part I'm very comfortable with. And people seem to like my characters and how they move. But I'm thinking that <clears throat> you have to be, you're, you are an author and a storyteller. That's part of your DNA. Yes, I would It agree. is. Because those characters who are inside and want to come out and want to mm -hmm. get the story told, they're <clears throat> like nudging. Okay, Bill, come on. Let, let, we, we, we got more to tell. We got more stories to tell. My first story that I wrote was... Um, I think I was in the fifth grade. Wow. And I was in Ramona, California, <laughs> and we all had to, to write a story. Well, everybody wrote their story, and then mine was kind of an epic. It was like 30 pages long. <laughs> in fifth grade? <laughs> yeah. And it was the sword of Toulouse. It was a fantasy, and um, the kids liked it, so the the teacher every day would read like Ooh. two or three pages of it. And um, that I think is where the bug started. So, well, it started then, <clears throat> you know, it's already break time again. What the heck? When I'm on set with you, it goes by so fast. So we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. I want to do a little bit. I have one more question about author writing stuff, that kind of stuff. But I want to go down memory lane, like our memory lane as youngsters. Since you mentioned fifth grade. So I'm going to go back to fifth grade with you, okay? Well, I'll try. Or maybe third. I don't know. So it's about time, Deb and Bill. We'll be right back. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. 
Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to City Talk. I'm About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy, and I'm honored again. I know he loves to, I, don't, he, I love to make him blush. Bill Brown, the one and only Bill Brown. Um, if you're anywhere in the Reno, Carson, Tahoe area and beyond, you might have seen him on the news many, many times. And lately, you might have read his books. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really is um, a true Reno community member that rocks it and and now you're rocking us with your stories thank and, you yeah and we were we were talking um even during break we were we always talk during break and i want him to not talk so he can share it on air <laughs> gets me mad when he i'm like stop don't talk actually i learned that from eddie floyd i gotta give i gotta give eddie a shout out um because we're talking about where how we've got to where we are and mm-hmm. different things in the past and and he would always say on break stop talking because you can't you can't like re, re you know you can't remake that so um you were talking about fifth grade and this is the time of year we reminisce new year's coming like it's we're thinking about what we're going to change what we're going to do new year's resolutions or or for me i i tend to want to think about like what's happened in the past and how i've got where i'm at but you were mentioning fifth grade and and mm-hmm. we were talking about you know writing my biggest writing in fifth grade was i will not chew gum in class i will not chew gum in class i will not talk in class so we were saying on social media i looked at this post and it says who remembers this was it a composition book we had some kind of book we did something wrong in elementary school and i remember going home like i have to write this 500 times and you'd write mm-hmm. first you do all the eyes then the wills. I, do you re- did you ever have to write in a book? Never Were you had perfect. To, no, I was far from perfect, but I just never got caught. Oh <laughs> so man, I got man. I had to write. I will not talk in class. I will not like chew gum in class. Whatever. I mean, think about how it was in elementary school, junior high school back then. Now kids have their phones and they do what they want. They probably have their earbuds in. They probably have music going. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I'm not in that, but I could just remember walking to school and, and we didn't have backpacks and we walked to school with our friends and we'd all like start at one house, you pick up the next one. And so shout out to my elementary school friends that were still friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of us were in trouble where we had to write in our books mm-hmm. all night. So what do you remember something from elementary school that really stands out? Our junior high school or high school that is that we don't do now that was um i just remember having a great time in school that's um i always had fun um i always well now here's one for you i want one <clears throat> kindergarten okay san diego california okay, yeah got picked on by the bullies you did i did mm. so my dad said you just need some organization. In so, kindergarten? <clears throat> so I got I got a bunch <laughs> of kids together 
And we, at break, on the playground, we played Calvary. Oh, what is that? We played dodgeball. I was the colonel, and 10, 15 guys got in line behind me, walked riding opposite each other, and we'd go all through the playground. The bullies would be there, and there was 15 of us, so they weren't going to mess with us. Oh, so you took over the bullies, becoming the Calvary. Well, we just kept them at bay. You know, bullies only like to get, they like three of them and one of you or one very big one of them and one of you. But uh, my dad was right. Organized, son. Hmm. Well, I can remember this is like in kindergarten because mm -hmm. I started kindergarten halfway through the year. Um, so everybody knows I was adopted or I am adopted and Grandma B is still amazing. Thank God. Thank you, Grandma B for the gift of Terry and Tony. But I remember I hadn't gone to kindergarten until I got to Burbank and it was halfway through. And um, the girls that lived in the neighborhood just embraced me, which is really, they could have been bullies, but I was starting out. I hadn't read anything. I hadn't done, I was like, didn't even know how to read. And I remember being in the reading circles and, and you would, they don't do this now probably, but you'd sit in a, a reading, like a half a reading circle, the teacher would be in the middle mm. and we each have the same book. So everybody had to read a paragraph and you mm. would just go from one to the next to the next. It would get to me and they would read my paragraph. So <laughs> I, cause I stuttered, I couldn't read and I was mm. very nervous. And so the whole first year of kindergarten, maybe part of first grade, they like kept my secret or they kept they embraced me. So when I got, I found my first report card a while back and it said, um, we can't even grade her. We, we didn't, she didn't do anything, but they didn't even notice. Like, mm. I, I was able to be so like shy and quiet right. that um, it was just like, but it shows the kindness back then. And I'm sure I know we have kindness now, but that these, my friends who are still my friends were there. They're, they're there for me now. And they have always been by my side. And I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to read. And even as an adult becoming about town Deb, I still had the stutter and I would be at a networking thing. Mm -hmm. And still when they would have you go to the table and you'd have to introduce yourself, I would have whoever sit next to me. And even as an adult, they would start the intro and then I would be fine. So I've literally been very blessed my whole life that yeah. I've had amazing people sitting next to me. So yeah. there's a true fact. No, that, that's, that's extremely cool. If I was to try to find my um, first report card, <laughs> I think it was issued about the time that the guy with the gray beard walked down on the mountain carrying the tablets. Oh, come you know? on. Do you, ever, do you remember that scene from uh, yes. History of the World? Yes, I do. But that's he's not walking down. He's got three tablets and he drops one and he goes, Oi. He says, I've got these 15. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> Oi. I've got these 10 commandments. <laughs> <laughs> well, Funniest yeah. part of the movie, actually. But you see, you remember. It's, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's remembering back. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. That's what it's about. And do you remember like a first, your first pet? Oh, yeah. What was your first pet? Uh, the first pet was a little border collie named Ginger. Oh. She was beautiful. Quick story. Good. Uh, we're uh, in Kansas. My dad is putting a missile in a silo there. That is crazy. And um, Brad, my brother and I, and Ginger. Hello, were, Brad. <laughs> we're walking down the road. And uh, this guy lived up a little bit higher elevation house. And uh, you know how back then their houses were like one every 300 feet mm -hmm. or so. He had these two boxers. 
And the boxers came after us, you know. They boxer were dogs. Boxer dogs. <laughs> they came after us and they were <clears throat> getting ready to nip at our heels. Now, they were big dogs. Ginger had wandered off and was doing a little hunting. All of a sudden, there was this blue or a brown blur. You know, I mean, she was the color of a collie, white, okay. tan. She ripped those dogs to pieces. No. Yeah. And he came out, I'm going to sue you, my dogs. I got to do this on the vet and vet and that. Went home and told dad. Dad went down and said, uh, you're lucky my dog didn't kill those dogs, you know. And he said, if you want to sue, sue. You won't win. And that well, was, uh, you know, but a little border collie taking on two big boxers. There's always hope. There's strength. <clears throat> Have faith. Be strong out there. Yeah, really. Um, I, so my, my first pet was Candy Cat. Ah. A gray, beautiful, beautiful gray cat. And again, Grandma B, I'm sharing more stories. Um, when we first met Terry and Tony, we took the bus and we're knocking the door in Reese Place. And we open the door and here's Terry and Tony. And I think there may have been some of the neighborhood kids to welcome, because I was meeting them. And there's this beautiful gray cat on the couch. And Papa, at the time, was Tony wasn't Papa. And he's like, Okay, now Candy Cat is not good with strange kids. Do not go over there. What do I do? Plop on the couch, pick up the cat. Like, I have a new, I, hadn't, I didn't even know what a cat was. I honestly didn't even have a really? cat. I, so it was this big fur ball, a beautiful candy cat. And then Papa goes, oh, she's trouble. Oh, she's trouble. <laughs> and then by the end of the visit, when I left, he um, looked at Nana and he, and he looked at me and he said, what do you think? Do you think you might want to hang out with us? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was my first pet was Candy Cat. And I will always remember Candy Cat. It was like um, coming home, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, my mom, Brenda Grandma B got, you know, she'd come over for all the holidays. So I really, mm -hmm. I have a lot of memories of, um, of just family coming together to raise somebody, to raise a child. So number one adoption out there, guys, that's also a beautiful gift oh, for yeah. the holidays. Yeah. Um, just to throw that out there. But um, it's a commitment. It's not. You, oh, it's a commitment. Poor, they had getting, their hands full with me. But if you adopt, you're you're getting a family member for life. Yeah. Because they're going to love you forever. Yeah. So. So, um, but no, I that was my first my first pet was a cat. And cool. I've, since I've had dogs and stuff like that, and I don't think I've ever had a bird, but. Um, oh, I did. Oh. Parakeet. His name was Elmer. It was a girl. Elmer. It did was Elmer, a girl. Did did Elmer talk? Oh, Elmer would. No, but did, was it a talking like, hello, Bill? No, it was a little tiny parakeet. Oh, the parrot, like the ones in the little cages. Yeah. The cute little ones with she all the pretty colors. all these color. little noises. Now, uh, it was like actually my dad's bird, but Elmer, the girl, parakeet, funny name for a girl I know, um, I would take her out of the cage and she'd Her hop finger, on my shoulder. I know. And she'd sit there and she would just groom me and, <laughs> and she would ride on my head and she Don't wouldn't do any of this for my dad. Because she liked you. Yeah, she adopted me. She adopted what you. Happened. I totally so. like that. So I'm <laughs> going to I'm gonna go back to um, libraries and books and reading yeah. since you are an author um, for the last part of this segment. Do you remember um, having a library card? Many, many years ago. Me too. I still have it, by the way. Good for I'm going to have to take a photo and post it. I do have it. And that some of my best memories was going to the library with friends and, do, and doing that. And so do you have a memory in the library? Were you ever like smooching in the library? Um, you're close. The only oh. reason, downtown Reno, of course, has a beautiful library. And uh, 
The only reason I'd go to the library was to check out the girls. Of course. Yeah. Because our so, parents thought we were safe going to the library. And now some of my books are in a library. So Oh, that's even know. better. Yeah. So we're yeah, so we're gonna come back and I wanna get your opinion on audiobooks. Okay. Uh, and that and then then we're gonna go into some New Year's questions and quotes and that kind of fun. So stay tuned. It's about town Deb and Bill. Deb and Bill. Bill and Deb. <laughs> You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. You know that's what she said. Come on, let's have some fun with the Bowtown Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. And welcome back. It's our third segment, I think. And we were talking about um, libraries. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't been inside a library, except when I vote. When I go to vote, Mm -hmm. it's usually in a library. Right. That's the only time I've been in a library. But I really do have so many memories of being at the library. And that we back when, they had like these little drawers you pulled out and mm-hmm. I think yeah. I used to volunteer at the library and I would put books back and you really had to know like you know your alphabet and the numbers everything mm-hmm. had to be put back and you think how how it was then like I mean the books and you would sit in your house or you sit in a library and you would just read and read and read and and your assignments you had to like when you did reports you would say what books and you know where you got them and it was just I kind of missed that but now with technology, yeah. there's audio books, which is good because we're still reading and we're getting to share your stories and all the other authors. But what do you feel about um, audio books? Do you listen to them? Have you, are you just, tell I, me about that. I don't have the time to listen to them. I'm writing three hours a day, sometimes four. Um, I bought all the gear to record <laughs> my own audio for audio books and I never have time to get to it, which is a good thing. No, because you're continuing yeah. to put so, out good content and well, stories. Thank you, but I I need to uh, go out there and find a voice and and have them start doing it. And the way they do that is they take a percentage of everything. That, so do that you, you sell. are you talking male, <laughs> female? Are there different voices because you have character? How does that work? How would you do that? Well, uh, I think Blood Mountain would be the one that we would start with, and that pretty much demands a male's voice. That deep voice. Yeah, got to get scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of books, by the way, you don't have this one, do you? I don't. Okay, well, this is usually your Christmas party. He gives one, just saying. And she got there late, and it got busy, and then the snow was horrible. And you got out over the hill to come see you. You got a pen? I do. Ah! I'm excited. Um, Okay, you go ahead. Oh no, I'm just saying that it's really just the idea is actually. Using a pen to write in a book <laughs> instead of texting. It's just, I don't know. I've just lately, it's really, I thank you. This is lightning. Um, this is, uh, begins with a UNR professor Ooh. who uh, is down and out and um, thinks his wife has left him. She's actually been kidnapped, but he doesn't know that. Oh. So he's, he's, just the world is awful. His friends take him up um, uh, Dog Valley Way. Oh, um, isn't that like it's dangerous there in the wintertime? 
Well, but this takes place in the summer. Okay. So uh, there's one lone cloud in the middle of the field, and he's feeling sorry for himself, and he walks out underneath it, and boom, he gets hit by lightning. <gasps> Ooh. So his friends start to rush out to him, and he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. It's kind of smoldering. But how can you but be okay, okay when lightning hits boom, you? Boom, he gets hit again. And he goes... I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> so there's a there's a more humor in this, um, but he the lightning happened for a reason, and when he's given great insight, and for instance, if he touches you, he knows your past, he Ooh. knows your present, and he knows part of your future. Ooh. So he's been given a gift. Gift. All right. And later on in the book, he meets the people who gave him the gift. Ooh. Um, and they're from upstairs. And he goes uh, with his friends to fight uh, a great evil that is threatening to consume the world. Now, the follow-up to this is the one I just finished called Death Well, which is the sequel, which is a lot longer than this one. But anyway, get started with that one. Okay, I got to thank you, but I just, I'm kind of feeling creepy. It's, it's like, what happens if you have that power? <laughs> it's weird. No, but it it just, it amazes me, Bill, and all the other authors out there, guys, keep sharing your stories because you do have a, a gift. You have this gift of storytelling and those stories just come out of your soul. And wow. This this began because I was um, I was working on another story one morning and in the background I had the TV on and it was tuned into one of the information channels and they were talking about a person who'd been hit by lightning. Oh. And I was wondering, what is my next book? And I heard this, well, uh, oh. you know, I was hit by lightning and uh, I am a different person. And I went, <gasps> boom, there it is. That's where it came from. Is, what, is that, a, what's that word? Is kismet? What does kismet mean? Kismet? Kismet. What does that mean? Um, You're the word person. Yeah, I, that's a word I've never used. <laughs> So, we have to Google it. See. No, but does it mean like it just happens? Like things happen? It was supposed like to happen. It was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind Something of what it like means. That. But also going with that, like mm. sometimes we could, now I may, now when I leave here, my phone's going to show me all kind of lightning stories <laughs> and kismat stuff. And I'm going to get, what is kismat? So it's, it's crazy how that works, but yeah. that's the technology of the future. But I really mm. don't ever want to forget the past. And that's no. why going into the new year, thinking about how mm. you got started and and we were looking on my phone and there's those little coin the little coin pouches yeah. i know if you're listening you can't see us but you used to mm. pop them open and close and put your coins in them and right You'd now squeeze you them and you would and they would open, open up but all these little and cassettes and 45 record players and cds yeah, but who, and, who uses coins anymore you know what well, i mean i know i get them and they're at the bottom of my purse and i put right. them in a thing and i just right take uh, them and donate them i, I don't know. know about you but i don't i actually don't carry cash anymore i very seldom carry cash yeah. if i'm going to the airport i carry cash because well, I, sure. I want to tip the i yeah. like to go with the um you carry it where you need it right if i know i'm but going to be not, tipping i have cash but i don't really carry cash either no. and there's all these new ways on your phone where you can like hit the tap pay or do this and and actually before we talk about new year's another cool thing so debbie i, I went to vegas this last mm -hmm. week um and debbie smith is an amazing um journalist writer um in vegas and she picked me up to take me to the airport and have coffee and chat. And she goes, I'm going to stop at the 76 station to get gas or 86 or one of the, it was one of those stations. And she pulled over and she goes, yeah, I, I just use my, I just, I have an app. I pay with the app yeah. and I get 25 cents off again. I'm like, you pay with the app? 
Oh, I've, I've heard of those. It's 25 cents off a gallon and she gets goodies. So she sent me the app. So she's trying, here she is trying to get about ton dub. I know nothing. I need to learn so much more next year. Um, I had no idea. There was apps where you get discounts. Yeah. Like on yeah. her phone. She hasn't even put a card in. Yeah, I know. It, like there's no well, card it's like even. Apple Pay. You know, you're at yeah. the store. All you do is just I hold your phone up next to the, the tab. I just do the boom. tap thing, but I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm feeling like, I don't know. I'm, I'm this new scent, this new world is kind of, well, I'm Technology is moving so fast. It is. It's way too fast. I'm in the new book I'm writing now, of course, which is called The Ship. The Ship. And it begins as a ghost story and then it evolves into a point to where uh, climate change is happening around the world. No, that's true. That is very true. It is happening at such an accelerated rate that the world is in worse trouble than it thought it would be. Yeah. And one of the principal characters in there is a computer named Ridgely. Is this for real or is this a book? This, the... This is your book. Uh, the name, yeah, this, <laughs> see, I can't tell it. He's okay. so real, <laughs> but the computer that Ridgely's based on is real. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> it is the newest supercomputer. It's at, uh, uh, down in California. It's real. Like, is this, your it story? is real. Okay. <laughs> and it processes, I think it was six quintillion, six, five, five quintillion Pieces of information every second. Dang. All right. So it is as close to a human mind as you can possibly get. That's scary. Right. So scary. So the story becomes him and the people from NOAA who are trying to help (sighs) slow climate change and the other characters that are involved. And uh, it's... Every time I sit down, it takes a different twist and goes someplace. See, I, I really feel like he's telling like something that's really happening right now. It's very scary. Well, that I don't computer know. isn't. I know, but I'm saying when I start well, talking you, to you, you freak me out. All you got to do is look at all the stories that are happening about the storms getting worse. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, look at what's happening uh, or it did happen on the East Coast uh, right around Christmas. You know, and Midwestern United States where it got so cold that they were warning people, do not go outside. You will have instant frostbite. Whoa. Okay. I think I've been in my happy bubble too long. Yeah, the the storms are getting worse everywhere. Okay, let, let, let's have some, um, let, let's have some New Year's, f- we have a few minutes left. I'm, I'm going to try to stump you here, okay. then you could try to stump me. All right. Okay. Oh, this is good. Which festival? <laughs> Which festival is held in Antarctica to celebrate New Year's? <laughs> That's appropriate. I know. I, I, um, I think it's the International Freezer Butt Off Festival. Actually, it is. No. <laughs> it is the annual New Year's Music Festival, also known as Ice Stock. Ice Stock. Ice Stock. Okay, you give me one. Pick one of those. Oh, yes. It's your Here turn. And then I, I'm going to give you one. Good evening. This is the news. Okay. All right. True or false? The earliest recorded New Year's festivities date back 4,000 years to ancient Babylon. Is that true? I think it's false. It's true. Ah! However, the Babylonians celebrated the New Year in the spring with the Feast of Akitu. Akitu. I'm glad Akitu. you took that. I wouldn't be able to he, pronounce that. He's one. an old friend of mine. I know. Oh, of course he knows him. Okay, here we go. Now th- th- this is this is kind of a grape one. Mm-hmm. A great one. Grape one. True or false? 
In some parts of the world, people eat exactly 12 grapes at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. I would say true. Of course he's right. It is true. <laughs> the, it's a tradition in Spain to mm -hmm. eat one grape for each month of the new year to bring good luck. So... And then have a bottle of Madeira, right? And then have a bottle. No, about time death. <laughs> red wine by Crystal Basis. Yes. So we're, we're, we're almost out of time. So we want to. We're each going to do a quick wish you happy new year. So I, again, want. To, we have, oh, I we have a few more seconds. <laughs> One more second. We have, oh, forget this. We have a whole nother segment. So I'm really happy. Yeah. How did that happen? Okay, we're keeping it real with mm. Deb and Bill. Be right back. <laughs> Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting LawyersForFamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. <laughs> I thought we were almost done, <laughs> but apparently we're not. Thank goodness for that. So if you're listening or if you're watching live, you can see us, but Christian's holding up his finger. I'm looking mm -hmm. at the clock and it's saying 32 seconds. And I'm trying to hurry. He's holding up. I'm like, what? I have one minute. He goes, no, you have one whole segment. Yeah. I was so, because it was your fault. Even I knew It was, that. no, it was your fault. <clears throat> Why? Because when Bill's on set, he just tells these stories. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I really felt like, oh my gosh, I, we might have to go back to a little bit of seriousness, even though I, the whole thing, it's, uh, oh, I, I can't even talk right now because Bill brings a lot of the future mm -hmm. with your stories and some of the past, but you take something real, something mm -hmm. that's really happening or a real character, and then you, you write around it. So when you were talking about the weather and the big computer and now like what's happening and 2023, I know the very, very beginning of the show, we, you were saying, oh my gosh, there's so much that's going to happen next year. And um, lots of good things that have happened as well this year. But is there something wow. that's really got your goat does that make sense? Like, like got you like thinking besides the weather or the, the earth, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you the mic for this one. Well, um, I was doing research for the ship and I was trying to find out just how deeply impacted the earth would be if all of these climate changes accelerate from 50 years down to five. So I looked at uh, all of the research papers that are, I research all of my books. Well, that's even so, better. Yeah. yeah, I looked at all the research papers and the devastation and what will happen. And I won't give you the figures on the decreasing population. 
However, the term mass extinction event shows up in the book a few times. In so your that, book. In, yeah, okay. in the book. <laughs> okay. That's it. So uh, this next year, I think, is going to be very exciting. Speaking as a journalist now who was a yes. political reporter for okay. so long, um, the midterm elections, I think, turned everything upside down. And so uh, the two parties are going to have to figure out what they're doing. But I think the most important thing that happened out of there, and it doesn't get my goat, it makes me happy. I like that. Happy's good. Is that the electorate said, get your act together. Okay. We're tired of all this bickering. We're going to give you the House. We're going to give you the Senate. You work it out. Or two years from now, you're all going to go. That's what they're saying. I like it. Yeah. And I, I see that as a really positive development. So if they can actually talk issues, I know one party wants to talk issues. The other party wants to do investigations. If they can not do the investigations and, and or do some of them, but talk issues, this is going to be a really productive year for people. If not, it's not going to be a good year at all. Well, we want the positive to happen. Yes, we do. And I think it's important um, going into the new year, I'm going to try to be even better about this, is to listen. Mm. Hearing you talk about the sides and that, I feel like no matter what, where you're at in your life, what day, I think you need to like say, okay, I really need to listen to the person in front of me. I really need to listen to the each side of what I'm reading. Like read it, but then like really percolate on it. And I'm usually so busy being about town that I don't really have a lot of time to even watch the news, but I feel like I need to take the time to at least, um, watch a little bit of it and learn what's happening around me. Cause I'm really happy being in my happy bubble. Mm -hmm. That's where I go all the time, but I'm really realizing that, that this year coming, we, we need to, I need to be out of my happy bubble every now and then. Yeah. And uh, when I was a news director and then as a senior anchor, uh, the younger reporters would come to me and they'd say, what is one of the most important skills I can develop? And I would say the first one that you need is the ability to listen because that's your job. You cannot get the facts on a story if you're not listening to the information that's coming in. If you've already plotted your story and you're planning your stand-up, you're no good. You're gone. You have to listen, and that dictates where you go. So you're a journalist. Oh, I'm trying to be. I'm <clears throat> learning. Yeah. So let's go back in time. You as a journalist and all your fellow journalists, when you're listening to the story, how are you, I mean, now we have recorders. What did you do? Like, did you write notes? Did you do shorthand? What you really just, you wrote. There were two interviews. There was the pre-interview and you had the old reporter's notebook. So it was about <laughs> this long and it had the ring binder up on right. the top. You'd flip it open and you'd ask a series of questions. And then you'd say to the person, okay, let's go on camera and let's talk about what you just told me. Because what they just told you is where you're going to go. That's where the story's going to go. But now you need them on camera. And <clears throat> the fact that you do the pre-interview worked to get rid of their nervousness. Right. No, that's true. You know, you took time. You listened to them. You made your notes. You asked intelligent questions. And then you said, okay, let's, let's just get on camera and, and talk about Have a about conversation. This. Yeah, that's just it. Have a just a conversation. We're having a conversation. It's you and me. Mm -hmm. We're having... And 
No, I, that totally makes sense. Um, I do that as well with you. I don't have, we just come on and chat. It's okay. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do, I do like that, but I also like to be more impromptu and just on the sly or whatever that word would be. Because for me, I remember another secret going back in time. I had to take a speech class at junior high school. We had to take speech. It was like a mandatory thing. And I miss stutter girl. I, I would get up there. Um, they'd put it on a podium and I literally would just pass out. Like I've shared, like pass out and they would put smelling salt like under my nose. Really? Yes. And I would be like, can I go home now? And I would just be so embarrassed. And so the one teacher saw something in me and she said, you know, mm. I'm not, I'm, you don't have to read anything. Like, you know, you can write your speech, but I want you to get up there and you had mentioned this. I want you to just be you, mm -hmm. share your heart. So I was never reading from a script mm -hmm. and she knew that, but she didn't mm -hmm. count it against me where everybody else had to memorize and read on a script. She knew for me just to get up there and not pass out was an accomplishment, but she assigned me to when we'd go on these speech tournament, speech debates or whatever mm -hmm. you call them, I would um, be the one up there where they, I would pick a word out of a, a impromptu, right? Mm -hmm. I would pick a word, like say lightning, and I would talk about it. Right. Because nobody knew whether I was, what I was saying was what I planned. And that, so she found a way to help me succeed. That's a teacher. That is a teacher. So um, I, I was just in awe because now look at me. I mean, people wouldn't even know me chatting away right now. Even years ago, I, I couldn't do this. So but I think, again, let's start the new year out with being positive and mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with people. So take a look at who's around you this coming year. Like, who do oh, you yeah. want to be in your circle? Who's going to surround you and, and find those people who hold you up? Well, yeah, exactly. Anybody who, who is running you down, <clears throat> anybody who is criticizing you, and I'm a firm believer in this, anybody who tries to belittle you is, in fact, in reality, only looking at their own insecurities. They're talking about themselves. They're not talking about you. And the point is, you need to move beyond that. You need to accept what they're saying as, okay, thank you, see you later. And you move on to a positive place, a positive person. You let them wither away in their own darkness. So don't let their criticisms get to you. You're good. You know you're good. You know what you can do and find people that appreciate you. I think that's really important. Thank you. It mm -hmm. really is. And I know that we've all in the past had somebody tell us, you can't do that. Oh, yeah. Or I can't do that. And I've done, I've said like, I'm a pretend photographer. I'm a pretend this and I, <laughs> I, I'm going to do this. But I always say that because I feel like if I say I'm not really it, then I can't fail because I've said I'm not it. But there comes a point where you have to just say, I am this, right? I have a podcast. I'm sitting here with Bill Brown. Mm -hmm. I can do this and you can do this. So really I, for going into next year, I think number one, be kind to yourself. Oh, you yeah. know, we don't have yeah. to fix everything in January. We don't have to lose 10 pounds January 15th. Mm -mm. What you need to do is take those moments to find the positiveness and the goodness that you have and find your strengths. Like the teacher Absolutely. who said, you impromptu, you're my impromptu speech girl. Mm -hmm. You never have to read from a script. And doing this podcast, I have all these notes, but I speak from my heart at mm -hmm. the end of the day. So speak from your heart, follow your heart. And when you have an intuition that says to you, oh, if you, follow if you, your intuition. If you don't like yourself, nobody else is going to like you. Right. 
So get to know yourself. Yeah. And the intuition, have you had times where your intuition said, don't do that and you've done it? Yes. And what happens? Well, <laughs> there are mixed results. Oh, okay. um, you know, most of the time, uh, it doesn't end well. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is going into the new year, I really, I, I wish for you and I pray for you to have the strength to follow your heart, mm -hmm. listen to your intuition, surround yourself with amazing people. And, um, I think Bill has something, but I'm going to say this, I haven't got a quote in, so let me get it in. Mm -hmm. They always say time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself. Andy Warhol. Now your turn before we still. Are we going to? Uh, Go ahead. Let's do it. All right. Let me find uh, a good one here. Okay. And, uh, okay, he's, he's on it. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. In what? Well, here we go. Okay. In what country is it considered good luck to wear red underwear on New Year's Eve? Spain. Italy. Because it's Italian, it's red grapes? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Or, or pasta sauce. I mean, you know. I don't know. What is, why? Did it tell it's why? It's also a tradition to throw old kitchenware out the window. Okay. That one I can get in. I can get into that. Okay, here's a quick one. True or false? Kissing at midnight is a modern tradition. I would say true. False. False. According to the Washington Post, smooching someone to celebrate the new year is a tradition borrowed from English to German folklore. 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 Deb talk. So one more because we only have a few seconds and we uh, want to sell. We're just, we're just going to wish you an amazing happy new year. Absolutely. And I am honored to have you ending my year, Mr. Bill Brown. And I I'm hope to honored have you to be here. on many more times. And mm -hmm. Happy New Year. Blessings. Be humble. Be kind. And know that we are here for you. Go Just out and get it done. Get it done. Remember, together we're one heart. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.